0: Welcome back to another episode of the Flipping the Industry podcast. My name is Tori Johnston, and I'm so excited to be sharing the mic with my great friend, Joanne.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Joanne Kim Marson. I am an independent stylist out of Irvine, California in Orange County. I'm an IBE platform artist, a master educator for business, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. You guys can find me on Instagram. My name is at Sheer Collective, and I'm really, really, really excited to talk with Tori today.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys, if you have had the blessing to be in the room with Joanne, you know just about her energy and how knowledgeable she is. I love spending time with you and I'm really excited today to dive into something that you are so just like naturally good at. I know when I reached out to you, I was like, this is something that is probably just like ingrained in your brain, but I want to chat with you today about target market. I know that that's something that is just like so, so important to you.
1: It really is. I think a lot of the times in the beginning of our career, we don't really know about target market or anything like that. And we just kind of learn it all. And really when you're in beauty school, you're just learning how to pass the state board. But then when you start working behind the chair, you kind of start to see like little hits and misses that are happening. You don't really know why. And a lot of that times, I think a lot of us just think that's just the way it is. When in reality, you're just missing your target market, which is such a crucial step into your journey and becoming a successful stylist.
0: It really helps eliminate so many issues if you're able to refine that and set a filter in a way of the people that you're spending your time with.
1: You can honestly change it or even start it at any point in your journey as a stylist, whether you have just open books all the time or or maybe even if you don't have any openings for six to 12 weeks and beyond, you can still have a target market. It just really depends on how much you're going to niche it down and how broad or how specific it's going to be.
0: Is there any stylist that you would say, like, if this is you right now, like that is something you should totally focus on is really refining your target market.
1: If you're getting clients that you're not excited about, if you're kind of feeling like you're getting all the wrong clients or all the I mean, I want to say like quote unquote awful clients or if you're really feeling uninspired, that is really where you should go to the drawing board and really think of what is going to excite you? What is someone that, or what is someone or who is someone that you want in your chair that's going to really really motivate you and want you to do your best work and what you want most of coming into your chair? That yeah. is really like really what it is. It's really everyone needs a target market, but it just really how much you niche it down is where you're going to be at in your career.
0: Oh, okay. I like that too, that you mentioned if you're not feeling inspired because we should feel inspired by the things our clients are asking us to do.
1: Yes. Oh. It's, I was I mean, I feel like all of us, no matter how long you've been in your journey, have kind of hit a point where you are like, is this really it? Like, I'm not excited. You kind of come home. You feel more exhausted than excited. And that's not really where you want to be. And that's not really a good recipe for a long lasting, happy career. So, you know, you really have to really make it a mission to really nail your target market. And maybe even when you feel like you want to change, then shifting your target market to what's appropriate for what you're wanting
0: that's important too, because it's like so many of us, maybe target market isn't new to you or having a specific guest isn't new to to you, but knowing that that can change too, because that's something that I had to look at this year. And I'm like, Hmm, is this person really like, you know, I've, I've found that it sometimes isn't always what it seems. And so let's kind of define like that difference between someone who has a specialty and someone who has a target market because those two sometimes can overlap, but they are also very different.
1: Yes. So a specialty is something like I do lived in color. Um, you specialize in a certain texture extensions, obviously is a specialty, you know, those are all really great things. Those are literally like tools that you have in your toolkit that, you know, you can deliver a certain look. A target market mm-hmm. is an actual specific group of people that you're wanting to market those skills to. So mm. if you're a texture specialist, are you really just going to go for everyone? Yeah, Not really, especially if you're into a specific type of texture. And, right. you know, a lot of people need to kind of at first separate those things and then try to I, honestly harmonize them towards the end. Mm. Because I think a lot of people think like, oh, that is my target market. Like I do lived in color. And it's like yeah. no, <laughs> that's your or specialty.
0: I do extensions. Like I'll take any yes. guest that, that wears extensions,
1: which is fine if you're earlier on in your career and you're really wanting to get as many guests in your chair as possible. Then yes, you should have a very broad specialty for your target market.
0: Yeah, and with me, like I y'all know I've heard I've said it, I'm I'm like have I said this on every recent episode? But maybe <laughs> I am like a one or two row extension specialist. Me
1: too. (laughs) That makes me so happy. I love a one row (laughs) hoe.
0: Yes. I'm in the right room. Okay. So when I'm hanging out with my friend, Amanda, she's like, nah, give me all the three and four rows. I'm like, I will actually, I will give them all to you. Um, And so I feel like that's another level within extensions. Um, And I know in the beginning, so let's talk about that too, because the difference in, like you mentioned, okay, target market, like that's a person. So that's someone who you have defined that needs that service. Yes. Exactly. I like that.
1: That's really what it is. It's just, you're kind of m- like creating this person that will need your services. And that is an actual person that would need it. That's where I think a lot of people kind of have a hard time is they just almost like they just want to manifest <laughs> and manifesting is great. But you have to do the work behind it in order to make it come to fruition. You can't just say, I want someone that money is no object. They'll let me do whatever they want. And they're just, they'll are just they just let me be the expert. It's like, mm, that sounds like kind of like manifesting to me. And that's not necessarily something that's going to actually happen. So you're going to find that either you're not going to get a lot of those people or you're not going to get them at all, or you're not going to really get a lot of people knocking on your door wanting an appointment.
0: That's very true. It's very true, you have to be realistic with this person, too, you know, because they can't just be perfect cookie cutter I mean it would life would be great, you know, so easy. Yeah. We would all just be doing what we're doing, but it has to be somewhat realistic. So this is something I'm just a thought I'm having. Would you suggest that somebody goes to their schedule and really looks at each client they spend time with, and if there's someone there who like the service is something you really enjoy doing, you're good at, you invest in that, like learning that service. And then the time spent with them feels like really quality time. Would you say like you could just kind of pick up their demographics and use them?
1: Yes. That's actually a very good starting point. I wouldn't necessarily do it with one. I would probably pick at least your top three and -hmm. try to find the common denominators with them. And sometimes some will have an attribute that the other one doesn't and just kind of build upon that because you already know that that person exists. So mm. you just need to find a much more effective way to market towards them, so you'll get more of them in your chair.
0: Yeah, just that's a. I feel like that's a great starting point, and and that's the hardest part is getting started. Everybody's like, "Where do I start? I don't know. Does this person exist? Who who are they? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's like people who are like the dreamers, and then there's the people who are like, I don't know what I should even do. So yeah. I love that. I love that suggestion. Just gathering up a few and then going for it.
1: I mean, and or then, even like clients that other people have in the salon that you're like, I would really like someone like that. That's a good, if you don't have one in your chair specifically or you're newer, like into the industry, yeah. that's a good place to start too.
0: Yeah. And just being okay with, cause there's something that this isn't talked about enough too. being okay with not being the right stylist for everyone and letting yes. them know, like there has to be somebody out there that you can jive better with and that can provide you the same service, if not better.
1: Yes, I actually when I get inquiries, most of the inquiries I really will take. But I will say like one out of five, I'll have the consultation with them or even before the consultation when I receive their application. I know we're not going to be a 100% fit, but I actually do know someone that would be a fabulous person for them. So Mm -hmm. I will actually tell them like, hey, you know what, like, I actually do think that this stylist would be better suited towards you and I know that they will be able to deliver the look that you're wanting and you'll be able to have a great time with them. That happens actually quite often and in the end they're really happy because they're very happy with the service that they got with the other person. And for me, it's, I don't live in that mindset where, like, I want everyone to be mine. There are plenty to go around, and I love to be able to almost, like, set people up. It's almost like setting someone up on a blind date, and yeah. it goes well. And it's like there's literally nothing more gratifying because they still got the hair of their dreams. It wasn't with me, but it was with someone who fit them super well. Oh,
0: my gosh. It's so true. You're, like, planting good seeds. Those things come back yeah. to you. I really believe that in life. Like, those things totally come back to you, and – you, you kind of have to do that to get the ones, the right ones in your chair too. So even like just making sure you're connecting with the stylists in your area that offer those services that you do, whether it's IBE or not, hair color, whatever, texture, specific texture services. I know there's so many different kinds of curly education. Yes. I feel like nowadays almost the same amount as hand-tied methods. <laughs> there's like wow. curly method on a corner yes. um, everywhere you look, which is great because that means there's more education for textured hair which there we need even more than that but yes I'm loving this because it it's resonating and it makes so much sense that we just need bigger communities on all aspects and that can help us all in the long run if we're if we're really refining that target market
1: yes exactly I mean there's just nothing I mean sometimes I'll see someone I'm like yeah I can do their hair but for me I don't have a ton of space on my books. So when I take on a new guest, like, I need to be 100% sure that that is the hair I want to do, that they I want to spend that time with that person. And if it's not really hitting, like, all the dots for me, then that's when I'm like, okay, you know, they need to go to someone who's going to be super excited to do their hair. And there's really nothing better than bless, to, bless and release.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. And they're going to be so appreciative of it, too, because yes. that means, like, their investment is being, like seen and valued. Exactly. So when it comes to, when you're in the beginning of starting your career, growing your career, whether you're jumping out of hair school or coming back or coming up from maternity leave or something, something where you're starting over building, do you feel like having a really specific target market can slow down that growth?
1: It can. And like I was saying earlier, you really need to kind of see where you are in your journey to know it's like how to niche down your target market. If you get super specific with the actual services that your client's going to be wanting, you are going to see a little bit of a slowdown, especially if it's like a little bit more of a niche. Mm -hmm. So I really recommend to just broaden it a little bit. And sometimes you'll be surprised because you'll find that that's actually not what you end up wanting to specialize Mm -hmm. in, that you actually do really enjoy doing this other service that a guest wants, or you want to know more about it. So really depending on like how booked out you are, how new you are to the industry, I think that that really does depend on how much you should niche down your your specialties, your target market, and things like that.
0: It really depends on, like you said, your booking percentage is what it's going to come down to. How far booked out are you? You know, if you've got like eight weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks booked out, it's like, okay, you're in a position where you can start refining those guests sitting in your chair. But if you've got openings, I don't want to say, you know, to just – say yes to everybody. But I mean, yeah.
1: I'd rather say yes and make some money than say no and have those empty spots on the books. And sometimes you'd be surprised, you know, especially I kind of feel like beggars can't be choosers, not saying that you're being a beggar, but at the same time, like you really need to be more open because at that point in your journey, you don't really know. And you really should be able to kind of service. I mean, obviously, if they do, they want a service that you can't do. Don't take them. That's obvious. You don't want to ruin someone's hair. you You don't want to ruin their life for years. You just really want to make sure that it's something that you can do and just kind of open yourself up a little bit to see what kind of comes through the door. And then from there, as you get busier, get way more specific on the new guests that you're taking on.
0: You wouldn't want to eliminate that referral source, really, because if you're in the beginning stages, no matter what, if you have openings in your book next week, the week after, week after that, whatever it is know that like, if you accept a guest who's like just getting a gloss, just getting a root retouch, and they come in and they have a fabulous experience with you and find out you do IBE, guess whose granddaughter, whose niece, whose sister, whose whatever is now going to come sit in your chair. So view that moment as an opportunity to get referrals who may end up being a part of your niche or your specialty or your target market.
1: Exactly. I think – to not to just keep yourself open because you never know who is going to be talking to who a lot of actually some of my extension guests, obviously I've had from within the own clients I have, but also they came from clients that don't get extension services. Mm. You know, even like from like my clients tagging me on Instagram, like somebody that they're, you know, one of their followers or their friends will click on my thing. They're like, Oh wow, she does extensions. I've been wanting extensions or wanting to go to someone new and then they will, kind of make a little bit they'll kind of reach out and see if I will take them on as a new guest that happens actually more frequently than more people would think
0: yeah and there's always that guest who's like you know I'm not quite ready to jump into extensions but like let me see what how she can do with my color or my cut and let me let me test those waters and I may commit after that
1: yes and that's a great place to start especially if you are wanting new guests in your chair I think that's a great place.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I love that because um, it can be really hard to grow if your target market is wrong or if it's too specific when you're in a vulnerable stage of growth. Um, And sometimes they just don't actually exist. Like If you have a 21-year-old who's making – $500,000 a year with six kids. She works one day a week at a cyber bank that crashes. No. Um, She works (laughs) one day a week at a bank and what? She has a dog and.
1: uh, Yeah, that actually happens a lot more often than people think it does, you know, when I first learned about target market, and I was really trying to figure out like who that guest was, you know, I was kind of doing it alongside with other people as well. And it was really interesting, like what they came up with. And I was like, wow, like your board looks really pretty. And you know, that's happening. But a lot of the times you're like, is that person like, do they really exist? And would they actually want to go to you? That is the big part that people don't even realize, you know, it's great to manifest and really want to put it out there, but you have to put action behind it. If you don't put any action, you're really going to find yourself kind of like at a standstill where you're kind Mm -hmm. of wondering where you went wrong. And a lot of the times it's just because you didn't, you didn't really think about it hard enough and really kind of sit down and think about all those attributes that that guest is going to be wanting from you, what you're going to be wanting from them, and if that's going to be be like symbiotic together.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I feel like – I don't want anybody to take this in any offense, but like I, I had to realize this about a target market I was dreaming of. <laughs> I will just say keywords dreaming. Like she can't be so much cooler than you. Not that you're even this level of cool, but like you can't have this target market guest who's like so much cooler than you because –
1: they're that looking won't for that. Yes. Yeah. And they're kind of looking to you to help them achieve that look and that style. You know, I think a lot of the time, sometimes, like when you see somebody, you're like, oh gosh, like that, it seems they're a little too cool for me. You know, even though that doesn't mean that they don't want your services, but sometimes I feel like when people are wanting all these, like, let's say influencers, people that are very influential stylistically, you know, beauty wise and all that, like you, have to kind of match that or know stuff about it. Because if you're just a girl that goes to like CVS and buys all her makeup and her beauty products, like I don't really necessarily think that that's going to match.
0: No, no. And it won't feel right. It won't no. it won't be enjoyable for either. And so, yeah, just like be the cool – you got to be the cool – cool, keep yourself – the cool one in the relationship. You got to be the inspo. Cool. Not really, but you know what I'm saying because they do, be they cool. want don't your be advice.
1: Cool, sorry.
0: Yeah. Don't be kind of cool. Yes. You have to. I, I'm just like thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, they can't be way cooler than you because, you know, then they're too cool for you. They're too yeah. cool for school. So you have to be the cool one in the relationship. First yes. things first. Um, but it's so true. Um, you don't want to, it wouldn't work either way even if they weren't weren't cooler than you or you were too cool for them, whatever it is. Like you need to be equally. It just has to flow. It really does. And I does. found too, what's interesting about mine is I'm like, maybe I have like two specific target markets because I have one, the age, it's just the age thing. And I need to point this out because I believe the age gap that I have, the ones that I have that are older, Were totally when they were thirty five, they were just like the ones that I love that are thirty five. So I think that that can transcend the age. Like as long as she was the same as this person when she was thirty five, then the age range is great.
1: Um, Yes, that is actually I I talk about that actually a lot in the class because what it is is. You know, sometimes like you'll have this, like, let's say you'll have this tight age range, let's say like, you know, 25 to 35. And then you'll have a guest that's like 50 that wants to come in and see you and you're like, well, I don't really service anyone of that age. But if you actually look at them, you realize they're super trendy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very stylish and they actually really do like the things that younger people that you would think, quote unquote, younger people would like. So, of course, that person is going to want to is going to be attracted to you because you're you're delivering those looks. And Mm -hmm. I would actually put them in that age group. I wouldn't actually put them in their biological age group.
0: Mm, That's true, because it's like and to it just comes down to people's values, too. I mean, you really want to see like what what do they find valuable? In life. And those people of the older age group, like 50s, 60s, they know what they value and they know what they stand for. And for them to come to you, there's a level of like, they already know about you. They've done their research and you guys would actually probably be a better fit. It's kind of like, mother knows best. Like,
1: I mean, I find a lot of my clients that are like maybe a little bit more mature that they actually have more fun lives than I do currently <laughs> yeah like I mean honestly like one of my clients went to Arizona and like saw Taylor Swift with her daughter and like oh. that is yeah super cool and she's super cool she dresses super hip she likes all the cool stuff and she's just a little bit more mature but she's actually really trendy so I would actually put her in you know the age group that I'm seeking out as my target market
0: so don't get so hung up on age because what do they say? Age, the is, mind. age is just a number, sweet. Mm-hmm. That's what they say.
1: No, I don't know. It's mindset. It's more about the age mindset, I feel like, is really what it should be.
0: Yeah, I know. And so often you hear you talk about getting older and they say, you know, I wake up and I still feel like I'm 30. They're like, I still feel like people are, I still feel like I'm 30 and then I look in the mirror and I'm not. And I'm like, that's my biggest fear.
1: Oh yeah. I feel forever 21 all the time until I look into a mirror.
0: <laughs> you still look 21 to me.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> you. get to go in my 21-year-old category. But it's true. And, and their lifestyle too with, with older people, I'm not trying to steer you clear of like teeny boppers and such because that can be such a fun relationship. Um, even like mid-20s, mid-30s, mid-40s, all of those ages, like there's such great aspects of each. But don't sleep on this older age mm-hmm. category when you're creating this because in the beginning I did. I wasn't like a stickler, like the troll at the gate, at the bridge, you know? I was kind of like, for a while, I was like, yeah, I mean, if you apply and and it's the type of hair I like to do, and as long as you're not trying to have me do something I don't want to do, yes, sure kind of thing. And so that's how they kind of made their way into my books. And I realized I stopped and looked. I kind of went back, like you said, went through and looked at those top like my top five on MySpace, you know?
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> and I don't was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. What clients would you have if we, if, if your books were your MySpace page, what clients would you have at top five? Oh, I That's, know what mine are. <laughs> Yeah. Same. It's like, even like my assistant's like, where is she? I haven't seen her. Yes. What is she doing? I'm like, I don't know. Where is Shelly? Where's Miss Shelly? And then Shelly walks in, she's like, Girls? And I'm like, Shelly? I'm gonna have her listen to this. She probably already does. But she's just I mean, she just makes you feel good. I'm like, I just want to come hang out with you. I just want to I would just you know Yeah, I mean, you want everyone to
1: have a Shelly, and everyone should have a Shelly. That's really what it's all about. And Shelly and all the Shelly's in the world would want a stylist that's that excited to do their hair and see them.
0: Yes, I mean. And when we walk, like, I mean, I don't know. And I feel so lucky. Like sometimes I'm like, I could, I drive home and yeah, sometimes like it's definitely I drive home in silence, but we drive Me home too. and it's like, I love her so much. I would do anything for
1: her. Yes. <laughs> do you ever feel like when you're in a workday, like during those moments, like this immense amount of gratitude where you're like, yes. oh my gosh, I am seriously so lucky. I have the best job and I love my job and I love all my clients.
0: Yes. That's those are the days that actually go k- haywire. Believe it or not, because I am like, I don't care how long it takes me to do anything I do with you. I will and they're yes. like, no, Tori, I need to go. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 you don't. <laughs> yes. You're hanging out with me today. Oh my no. gosh. Yes. So it's like I, I'm slower. And then they're like, girl, I gotta go. And I'm like, girl,
1: you're hanging girl, out with I me. I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> Yes.
0: But those are the days that go, hey, where Because then I'm running late. But yes. anyway, that's a personal problem that I'm working <laughs> on. But, but when you love your client so much that you run late, that's, yes. that's a good problem, I would say. So yeah, I, I love this because I'm really excited. I want people to not be so intimidated by this, not take it so seriously. I think that that's the key. It's to not take it so seriously. Don't feel like you have to gatekeep your books. If you've got no. openings, do what you need to do. You know, you have to be generating revenue to support having a business. So do exactly. that first and foremost. And then prioritize a the clientele when you're busy, when it's time to scale, and it's time to refine, when, you know, you're like, okay, now I get to be picky when I don't have the room.
1: Exactly. I mean, when I first started really refining my target market, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I had over 325 clients. Mm. <laughs> you know, how does someone service 325 clients, you pretty much are burning the candle at both ends. And I mm-hmm. knew I had I couldn't just take anyone anymore. I knew I had to really narrow it down. And I did and I wasn't doing extensions at the time. So I really narrowed it down to color services. I was no longer taking hair cutting guests. And I was really only wanting to take on very specific color guests. And that's just kind of where it happened. So then obviously, when I started doing IBE it was a natural progression for me mm. to even tighten up my niche because even though I still had a lot of clients I still was like well if I want to do IBE I can't do that with 300 and something clients I know I'm going to have far less clients but they're just going to have a longer service and a bigger ticket so then I knew I had to really niche it down and that's really kind of for me where the magic really happened for me and it really has paid off and there's literally nothing more rewarding than having a, like an appointment, like not an appointment, sorry, like a job form application come in and me reading through it being like, yes, yes, yes. I want that client. And I send off that email to accept them. And then they sit in my chair and we just literally just jive and vibe the entire time. And it's so great. And everyone should have that.
0: It's so true. It's so true. And we all really, I mean, we have that opportunity now with, with social media and with, just other business tools. it's like we gotta do it. and I think I think we owe it to them because it's like if we're enjoying that time that much and they're enjoying that time, you know everyone should should enjoy the service yes. overall. And in order for that to happen, I think you guys have to fit together like a puzzle piece really, truly. Um, and so that form is really protecting that client too, making sure they're the right ones landing yes. in your chair.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. There's been times when I've had to turn a guest away because, um, it, this was just when I, before I was doing extensions, it was just with color. And I was like, that's just not with the time that you scheduled the product I use, the knowledge I have, the amount of hair on your head, (laughs) 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 these results are not an option today. And that was disappointing to her. And I remember her being very upset. And I remember being equally upset, thinking, You're welcome.
1: Yes. I think for yes, not so just taking right. your
0: money and like not giving you what you want. Cause I exactly. could have done that.
1: Exactly. And I think that happens a lot of the times. And that's really where I see the target market being missed super hard. And they'll just be like, Yes, I can do that. But the reality is, it's like, you're like, those results can't happen in that appointment time. And sometimes they can't even happen in one appointment. That's just the reality. And But they'll just say, yes, yes, I'll do it. But then in the end, you're going to end up with a redo, someone that's unhappy and most likely not going to come back.
0: No, and you you risk your reputation. Yes. Um, that's the biggest We've all thing. been
1: there. We have all been there. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I love this conversation about Target Market. This is your reminder to go – Go look back at that piece of notebook paper that you wrote last year or two years ago during COVID and we were all sitting at home because I feel like that's when a lot of us refined it. And then since then, we've just been on autopilot. So it's time to like really refine and look. I mean, we have this recession brunette is the biggest trend.
1: Yes, it really (laughs) is.
0: Go to a brunette specialist class and really look at all of those things because lower maintenance – is the priority for a lot of people right now. Yes.
1: I think a lot of people, especially if they want to keep with their extension services, then it's going to have to kind of give somewhere. So they'll probably want to be like, okay, I'll do my color like once a year, like my major color haul, and then just keep up with my, my extensions and then go from there. Yeah. Also another tip I wanted to kind of give to whoever's listening is such a crucial part of coming up with your target market is really knowing the demographic of your area. I can't tell you how much I see that missed a lot of the time, because for me, I guess I didn't, I mean, obviously I do put that into account, but I live in a very big county and it is a pretty affluent county. So when I come up with a dollar amount of what my guest is making or what my guest is taking home, it's not far off from what is actually happening in the average or even above average of my area. But a lot of the times I find people kind of wanting to reach for the biggest stars and they want these people that just make gobs and gobs of money Mm -hmm. it's interesting so I'm like my guests don't even like make that and then they're from a tiny tiny town that you know it's you're like maybe there's one person and that's probably a dude (laughs) they're not (laughs) looking to get extensions you know (laughs) six ex-wives you know yes you know so i think that that is really something that you need to like go into and you need to try to maybe find a way to separate yourself from the rest don't do what everyone else is doing you know Mm. find something that you're good at that not everyone else is doing that they would also be looking at you know
0: so stinking true that goes back to like that manifesting and that dreaming you were mentioning, because it's true. Like it would be great, but you have to be realistic with, with um, the pool that we're picking from.
1: Yes. You know, the people that are in the smaller towns, you know, they have to be, I feel like a little bit more broad or kind of open themselves up to like certain, like more areas and like, you know, who they're going to service. I think that they would have a much harder time if they were very, very niche down, but you know, it works for some people, but I have a feeling, especially now with like how, like, you know, kind of the economy is going, like people are going to really have to kind of be a little bit more open.
0: Yeah. Just keeping other services on their menu, just scale it, just scale, scale, scale. That's the important thing. Um, you know, if, if you want to niche, 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 that's okay. But right now I would be scale, scale, scale what you have, Yes. That doesn't mean eliminate, um, you know, add more streams of income to your menu.
1: Yes. You got to nurture what you have. That I think is going to be a big thing that everyone should really be doing for like the next like 2023 to 2024. I think it's going to be all about nurturing the existing guests that you have in your chair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're taking note. Yes. Yes. They're not going to stop spending, but it's where's no. the bang for my buck? That exactly. is the direction things are going. Exactly, and it's very different. It, very different from post COVID, because yes. that is not a scenario that like really
1: compares. I don't um, think it's going to happen again. Not no, it, in our not career. that spending. No, mm-hmm. not that
0: type of spending. Oh, the yeah. spending. For whatever reason, it's like they put us in a corner and they're like, you had to stay home. You're <laughs> grounded. And then we came out and then just like, oh, yeah, went on a spree. Well, I
1: tell everyone 2021 was the year of abundance. Yeah. I mean, cars were making more than they ever have. I mean, guests were wanting to come in. So many guests were walking into the salons and because they were just desperate to get their hair done. So many people have stopped doing hair or they're too afraid. But you're really seeing that slow down and you're really seeing guests being very picky on who they're going to spend their money with. So you mm-hmm. really want to make sure that you are the right stylist for them and that you are actually actively marketing for that person.
0: It's so true. It's so true. And and then there's that. One more thing. Yeah. Making sure that your captions are aligning and speaking to that person.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Um,
0: and, and know that like... I don't even want to bash people like copycatting captions because I always tell somebody, if you see anything I ever do and it inspires you and you're in a pinch and you just need it and you need to, you, you go for it. You take whatever I have, anything I've ever, whatever, take Can it, and use it, but your clients don't read it. They read it in your voice and then it doesn't sound like you and then they know. So like that
1: hurts. Ooh, I you. don't love a caption template. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's always good to kind of get like, okay, like that's how I should structure my caption. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes it's like I just like you see the same thing over and over again. And especially when I guess is searching for a certain <sighs> stylist, if they start to kind of see some similarities, like mm-hmm. and also that's not in your voice. I have clients that literally will go down through my feed. actually read my captions. And if anyone knows me, my captions are long. They're very long. It's like my diary. (laughs) And (laughs) they always tell me it makes them connect to me and they really like me. And then they know for sure that they're adamant that I'm the stylist for them. So you have to make sure it's coming from your voice, whether you're a short caption writer or a long caption writer. I'm a
0: short caption writer. That's okay. Yeah.
1: But yep. you're like, you know, you're younger than I am. You know, that's kind of like, and that's also like the type of person you're wanting to see and things yep. like that. You know, my clients are deep.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I'm even, and I think that's why like I love spending my time on stories because I'm a, I'm not a texter either. Believe yes. it or not, like I pick up the phone and I call you. I'm like, let me yes. call at you. Yeah, Text, don't text me. Caption, don't caption me. How about we do live? How about we do a story? I'm all about that. So I think that that's like, it's just about that. And I love too, like what you do, you do really great with a combination of both is spending the time on stories is so important because it puts a voice to the caption.
1: Yes, exactly. And that
0: connection is so necessary. And so if you go on your stories and those, that verbiage and those phrases are not what's in your captions, nothing is going to be in sync.
1: Exactly. I mean Tori, if you ever read my captions, I'm sure when you read them, you read them in my voice and how yep. I talk.
0: Yeah. Like when you like even when you're like putting like laughing or like I almost like interpret an emoji Yes in like an action or like Yes some sort of energy from you. Yes. It's so strange, but that's literally how my brain reads it. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that's so important to make sure that, th- that aligns and that that would speak to that person. Because if you have like your target market is this businesswoman and she's this and she's that and then you're all goofy in a caption, she don't no. have time for f- – no. No. And
1: Fluff. you don't want to catfish a guest. No. I have seen that happen and it is awkward. <laughs> awkward. This so one. awkward.
0: Yep. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go over here while you process.
1: Oh, the guest looks like they're having a terrible time. I'm like, you're, you see my station, like we're having a good time or laughing, you know, that's what it should be about. You know, I
0: agree. I love that. Thank you for sharing all that tips. Thank you for sharing all of that information today. This is so good. I think this is really helpful even, you know, for those who need a reminder and for those who are are trying to figure out like where to start, because that can be the most intimidating thing is like, oh, so make your MySpace top five out of your clientele. And then define the details of those people and speak to, speak to your Shelly, speak yes. to your Kelsey, to like to your people that you love. Like when you're writing that caption, write down that caption and be like, I'm I'm messaging this to Shelly. I'm messaging this yes. to so and so. And then it'll work so well.
1: A hundred percent. I love that. So good. So good.
0: So great. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. You guys have to go check out joanne on instagram share collective she's amazing her work is amazing her extensions are amazing her advice she's really engaging on stories so you guys don't want to miss out on those all of her polls i love participating yeah. so i don't know why but a poll i'm like here's my oh, answer yeah. you, you have to let me give I you my it. opinion <laughs> and you people love to share that So go check out Joanne on her Instagram. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. If you guys love this episode as much as we did, please rate and subscribe and we will catch you guys on the flip side.